0: Hello and welcome back to the Ultimate Sports Fans Podcast, and today I am going to break down, as a Baltimore Orioles fan, their last series against the Texas Rangers. Um, all in all, it was a pretty, pretty um, impressive series for the Orioles. They almost had a sweep. They did win it 2-1 to one. after a tough series where they lost three games to the Mariners. This was uh, much needed to keep them around that 500 mark. And if they are able to stay a couple games um, around 500 throughout the season, keep up this pace. I don't even care if they don't make the playoffs. Obviously, they're not supposed to make the playoffs. I just kind of want them to be uh, competitive in uh, in the deeper years of this rebuild. Anyway, let's get into the first game. Uh, the Orioles won 5-2. to two. They scored one in the third, one in the fourth, and three in the fifth, and gave up two in the fifth. Uh, they were able to attack uh uh early. Fultonevich has been uh struggling ever since he had a, he had a good couple one or two years can't remember how many now uh, with um Atlanta, but ever since then he's really struggled. He has good stuff, but it's just not working out for him. Um. He, of course, had that uh, very tough um, game against the Cardinals in the playoffs, where I think the Cardinals scored like 11 runs in the first inning. But anyway, um, Mullins, Cedric Mullins has been one of the the best players on the Orioles early in in this season, and he had a double that went uh, just over Joey Gallo's head. Uh, it scored uh, Freddy Galvez, who had a really good series after a not-so-good stretch. Or I think he went 4-for-27 um, coming into this series. He had a very good series against the Rangers. Uh, so, yeah, Mullins got that double to bring in Galvez. Then in the fourth inning, Rio Ruiz homered to left center, 406 feet. So, he's he's been uh, pretty good defensively at second base, but he just needs to get his uh, bat. A little bit warmed up, so hopefully that helps him out. Then in the fifth, Anthony Santander hit a sacrifice fly, and Freddy Galvez scored, making it 3-0. Santander has hit a lot of hard-hit balls, just hasn't gotten a lot of hits to show for it, which is why his average is a little bit low. And then also in the fifth, uh, DJ Stewart homered to right 436 feet, which scored Mullins making it five to nothing and that's where um that's all the Orioles bullpen uh needed in this game and Pablo and Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez I was watching this on uh, MLB network for a little bit as they show the highlights in. Jorge Lopez's final line was five innings pitch, two hits, two runs, two earned runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Also the two home runs. The only thing with Torrey Lopez is sometimes he is prone to giving up home runs. However, when he is on, he has some really good stuff. He obviously struck out eight hitters, and um, there there wasn't anybody who was able to get a hit until he gave up the home runs, back-to-back home runs. But anyway, yeah, in the fifth inning, um, David Dahl and Nick Solak homered both to right, Solex almost got robbed by um Anthony Santander, but he just missed it. So as the final score is five to two. Bullpen was able to um for both teams was able to held hold the other team scoreless. Paul Fry pitched an inning in two thirds, which we'll get to him more later in the third game of the series. I thought he's pitched he went uh or I'll just talk about him now. He um he had eight um batters that he faced, and he retired all eight hitters, so uh, that was very promising from Paul Fry. Um, Dylan Tate came in for a third, got a strikeout. Uh, Plucko came in for an inning, got two strikeouts. He's been a very good, uh, like, long-relief, multiple-inning kind of guy, uh, although he didn't do too good in Sunday's game. Then we got uh, Valdez coming in for his third save of the year. Uh, didn't give up a, he gave up one hit in his inning and uh, one strikeout, 20 pitches thrown in that inning in that uh, save opportunity. So, anyway, I thought that was a, a good, um, non stressful win by the Orioles. And then we'll move on to Saturday's game, uh, which the Orioles won 6 to 1. It was a very good performance again, very assuring as an Orioles fan to see them give up a low amount of runs. Always, they've, they've pretty much always been able to get a lot of runs, especially when they had Machado and Scope and Adam Jones. But to see them um, pitching really good in this series, they only gave up four runs in this whole series. That was very promising. Uh, the win went to Lakers, who has been very good since coming up from the alternate site. And um, the Orioles scored... 1 in the 7th, 2 in the 8th, and 3 in the ninth. So this was uh, coming from behind as they had given up 1 in the Uh, 4th. Here we had Freddy Galvez went 4 for 4. And he really helped out his average and his confidence in this series. He also had 2 doubles in this game. And he scored a couple of runs. Dean Kramer started this game for the Orioles, and he had a couple of good starts last year. So, coming into this year, I was looking forward to see how he could improve. And his first two starts of the year weren't too good. However, um, he was able to only give up one earned run in this game, going four and two-thirds. Struck out six batters. He has good stuff. He did good against the Yankees last year, I know. Only gave up one run in his start against the Yankees last year. And uh, he kept the Orioles in the game throughout the early portions of it. If he would have gave up multiple runs, maybe like three runs, then uh, that wouldn't have. Maybe the Orioles wouldn't be able to have the confidence to come back from that. But he kept them in the game, kept it close. Wade LeBlanc came in for an inning and a third. He was very. He had got injured last year, and uh, I was watching when I was watching the broadcast. Gary Thorne actually said. Um, he thought it might have been it for Wade LeBlanc's career, but he's been very good this year. Uh, well, not very good, but he's five point four ERA. I actually, take that back. But uh, he's been solid. He's been able. He's been a little inconsistent, but pretty good outing for him. Hopefully, he helps him turn things around. He only gave up one hit, and he got a strikeout. Then moving on to Alakins, who got the win. He pitched an inning, didn't allow a hit. Didn't allow a uh, walk and he had one strikeout. Then uh we got uh Tanner Scott, who I really like his stuff. He's he's like their um the Orioles most powerful pitcher and he had, had one inning with one walk, uh but no hits, no strikeouts either though. And then Sean Armstrong came in. Uh Valdez was warming up, getting ready for a save opportunity. But the Orioles scored some runs in the in the ninth, so then Sean Armstrong came in. He looked pretty good through an inning. He attacked. He had that big lead, and I like to see him attacking the strike zone. He didn't uh, try to pick around the and throw a lot of balls, so it was good to see him attack some hitters. He um, allowed one hit, but he only threw nine pitches to get his uh, three batters out, so... Good performance from uh, the bullpen and Dean Kramer. Then the scoring summary. David Dahl singled to left center, and Nate Lowe scored. Um, that was Texas' run in the fourth. And then in the seventh, Mullins singled to right. Galvez scored, and Mullins moved up to second to make it 1-1. Then Mancini doubled to left, uh, went in the corner, and then Stewart scored. And, or not into corner. It got cut off. But Stor- DJ Stort scored and Franco st- was held up at third, making it two to one. And then in the eighth, uh, Mountcastle hit a sacrifice fly to right. Franco scored and Mancini went to third, but uh, Mancini would be stranded on third, so it's three to one after eight. Then in the ninth, Stort singled to left. Galvez scored and it made it four to one. And then Franco homer to right center. 384 feet, and McKenna scored. Um, so that's how the Orioles got their six runs. Moving on to the final game of the series, which was today. And I actually got the... I listened to this game on the radio, so I didn't get to actually see it. But it was a great pitching performance from uh, both uh, John Means and Gibson. Uh, they both Gibson went eight innings, and... Means went 7, Means gave up 3 hits, 2 walks, but struck out 9 with uh, 96 pitches, and this was uh, even better maybe than his Boston start, well his Boston start, he only gave up I think 1 base runner, but uh, very good performance from Means, he struck out 9 batters, I was it. so that's quite a lot for him, he's more of a contact uh, pitcher, so it's good to see him get those uh, strikeouts. Gibson, however, was just, uh, he, he was, uh, untouchable by the Orioles, uh, he pitched eight innings, and he threw one more pitch than means, throwing 97 and 66 for strikes. He had, uh, four hits that he allowed, but zero walks and six strikeouts. He's a great, uh, great ground ball pitcher. Got a lot of ground balls. Uh, the Texas Rangers, um, uh, Infield defense was uh, very impressive in this game. So the Orioles weren't able to get a uh, a lot of hits strung together. Everything was getting stopped by Texas. They made a couple of really good plays. Um, second baseman, Nick Solek, made a couple of good plays. Uh, In the first inning, Charlie Kolberson had a uh, first batter, actually. Charlie Kolberson uh, fielded, came in. Made a great uh, falling-down throw to get the speedy uh, Cedric Mullins out at first. Uh, and, let's, of course, the main thing that happened in this game was the extra innings. I don't really like the extra innings rule where the runner starts on second. Although the Orioles ha- were executing it pretty well. Ryan Montecastle had a sacrifice fly that um, he actually got robbed of extra bases. Could have been uh could have just scored the runner right there. Franco, who was on uh second base, but it got caught, and went to third. Franco Franco did. And then Mancini came up as a pinch hitter, and he hit a um single, but uh it fell in right before uh right right before the outfielder. I think it was Garcia who let it drop. Uh Franco probably should have been. Uh, a little bit off third base maybe halfway um because even if he did catch it obviously he still would have got thrown out because he was still at, he still started from third base he didn't give himself any so a start a head start at all I guess he just thought he would be able to make it either way but he got gunned down on a on a throw that kind of went into the baseline a little bit, Brandon Hyde came out, asked, uh, asked the asked umpires to look it over, but they said that uh it wasn't the fact that the catcher like completely blocked the lane. It was just that the the throw went into the base path up the up the third baseline. Anyway, Franco was tagged uh out trying to score, and then the Orioles weren't able to get Mancini home from first. So then, uh, the Texas Rangers came up in their bottom half of the bottom half of the tenth. They tried to sacrifice bunt the runner over to third, but Lincoln's made a really good um uh fielding uh pitcher fielding as he uh got to the ball quickly threw it to third. It was a was a bounce but Franco did very good in uh scooping it and the he should the throw beat uh the Texas Rangers runner by a lot. I think it might have been Colberson. I'm not sure though who was running to third, but Franco's tag kind of just seemed to keep going up the runner's leg. Like it, if he just had him in the feet, he would have been like 2 feet out. But it was really close. They went to a review, but there just wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. So they sticked with the call. And once that happened, I thought for sure that the Orioles were going to be able to get out of the inning and hopefully win this game, completing the sweep. But, however, um, there is, uh, Lincolns was just kind of inaccurate. He threw 13 balls in this game and uh, threw a pa- couple of wild pitch, two wild pitches. That um moved the runners to second and then moved them to second and third, and so basically, even though the um the Orioles got that great play to to sniff out the the second base, the guy the the runner on second base at the end, beginning of the inning with zero routes, they let Texas right back on off the hook, and Texas was able to walk it off on a Nate Lowe um. Single, and so that's how the Orioles lost to Texas in the finale, uh, one to nothing. All in all, uh, I thought it was a very promising series for Baltimore. The two games that they did win, they won by a good um, good margin. They scored um, 11 runs in the first two games of the series, which was very good. Unfortunately, they couldn't score any in the last. Uh, but I thought their pitching was very good, only allowing four runs in the series to Texas. And Texas is a high power offense with uh, Joey Gallo and Solak and David Dahl has even got the potential to hit some home runs, even though he's not off to a great start. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good from the Orioles, and I'm just happy that they're they're seven and nine right now, so they're still in that around 500 tier. And that's all I really want from them. I just want them to win some games, like win a couple of games, like at least win a game, a series, about obviously they're going to get swept times. But they're also going to sweep some teams as they almost swept Texas today. They swept Boston to begin the season. So I'm just um, interested to see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, Also, of course, you got Austin Hayes. Uh, coming back from injury, and he's gonna be ready for Tuesday's game against Miami. Of course, they have a two-game series coming up against Miami Marlins in the Interleague. And then I think they have another off day on Thursday before a three-game series over the weekend. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the uh Brennan Hyde manages the outfield uh for the rest of the season because Cedric Mullins he's not. He's not platoonable. He has to be in the lineup every single day. He is batting 355. and he has a couple of home runs. Couple. Of, he, he has a bunch of doubles, .516 slugging, .412 on base. He cannot be taken out of the starting lineup, but you also can't really take Anthony Santander out of the lineup. I know he has only a .182 average, but he's hitting the ball really hard and you just need to stick it out with him. He did really good last year and I expect him to uh, keep doing pretty good. And then obviously you had DJ Stewart and while he wasn't really that big of a factor in the outfield room coming into the season, you thought maybe he'd be like the fourth outfielder with Cedric Mullins. However, in this series, he did pretty good. Obviously no one did good um, today on Sunday, but he had a home run earlier in this series and he looked pretty good Squared up a couple of balls, so you got to keep him in the in the rotation, and you also have uh, Mountcastle, who when Mancini, he played at first today, but obviously when Mancini is um, playing, or not DHing, he mostly plays at first. I guess they're gonna have to probably real Ruiz might even be like the odd man out if they have the D H Mancini or Mountcastle, but I'm not really sure. This is a good problem to have, though. In years past, the Orioles have had their strict, uh, nine-man lineup, or not really, not, and that wasn't even like very strict because not all the players in the lineup were safe. You have guys coming in and out based on if people were having a hot stretch or if they were um, dreadful at the plate. But now you have people that you legitimately have to keep in the lineup. And you have some good pieces. Like, Franco's been very good, so you have to keep rewarding him. Obviously, you can't take Santander, Mancini, or Mountcastle out of the lineup. Just because they've had a poor start to the season. They've just proven too much in previous seasons. But you also have Cedric Mullins, who's coming on really good. And DJ Stewart, who's been good. So, it'll be interesting to see how Brandon Hyde um, puts out his lineup. Especially against Miami because they're going to be in an NL ballpark. So there's not even going to be a DH. That should be really interesting with Austin Hayes coming back. Anyway, this has been the Baltimore Orioles series recap against the Texas Rangers. We'll do another one either Thursday night or Friday against the Miami Marlins. Anyway, till next time, see ya.